Hello everyone, this is episode 8 of Gaming's Lost Memories. I am your host, Big Reed, and today we will be briefly, very briefly, talking about Bayonetta 3's now controversy with voice acting. Um, so I think what I'm going to do with this podcast and uh, what this episode will be is just a little snippet, so 10-15 minutes to kind of talk about, you know, something relevant kind of going on. Um and, you know, the Bayonetta series is something that I would have liked to have talked about, but I, th- I think I'll do that in a separate podcast to kind of like break down the series after I get to play three. Uh, but some interesting things have happened in the gaming industry. Some some controversy with, you know, what is a, a, a smaller franchise? I know, you know, Nintendo is kind of backing it and everything now, and uh, I believe they're, they might even be publishing it. But, you know, so what's going on? So Helena Taylor is the original voice actress of Bayonetta, the main character in the series. Um, the series is an action game, uh, kind of like beat up kind of Devil May Cry, uh, I think made by the same di- uh, director of Devil May Cry, if I remember correctly. Uh, but there's a lot of similarities in the games. Um, and, you know, you go through the levels, you're fighting angels, you're fighting demons. Bayonetta is just a quirky, sexy, cool, like interesting, witchy character in general. Um, the games are fun. Uh, I remember playing the original on the Xbox 360. Um, so it's it's getting a lot of publici- pu- pu- publicity, uh, but right now not in a great way. So Helena Taylor came out. She released a video, and I watched it right before this because I, I read all of the reports, but I wanted to kind of hear it directly from her as well and get kind of a feel and read the body language and everything like that. She came out and she said, hey, I am Bayonetta's voice actor. Uh, I have, was only offered $4,000 for the enti- I was only offered $4,000, right? That was her claim uh, to voice Bayonetta for the third game. Um, she asked for a boycott. So this is where it gets pretty dicey because she asked everybody who is interested in the game in her statement and she tagged everything you can tag on Twitter. So Bayonetta and Nintendo, like literally everything's tagged. And she asked for a boycott of the uh, Bayonetta 3, which is launching this Friday uh, on the 28th. Uh, And instead of buying the game, take that money you would use to buy the game to donate to charity, right? So an interesting statement, she stated that she was looking for like a fair living wage, you know, in terms of what she brings to the series. Um, And also, I don't know if it was in the original statement or later on, um, claimed that it's a $450 million franchise, not including merchandise. Um, So I watched the video because I wanted to hear it from her. Uh, It's a little odd and it's one of those things where hindsight's twenty twenty, but when you look back and you know kind of what happens after this, uh, the body language is kind of weird in it. And near the end, you know, it looks like she's about to cry. Uh, so I don't know. It's just, it's an odd statement. So she's claiming, hey, for the third, you know, uh, Bayonetta game, she was only offered $4,000. She's requesting a boycott. So at the end of the day, you know, she's trying to have a financial impact on this game. Uh, they do have a new voice actress. Um, so I, I haven't heard it. I, I was looking things up and I, I couldn't find, uh, like a video comparing the two voices. Uh, but honestly, first and foremost, I thought, I thought she did a really good job of voicing Bayonetta. 
she has a cool accent. Um, she's like really quirky. Like it, it works with Bayonetta's like sexy weirdness. <laughs> like she's a very strange character. Um, so I thought it all like worked really well together. Um, but here's some things that kind of put into context here. She's claiming that without merchandising, it's a $450 million franchise. So almost a half a billion dollars and not including merchandise. First of all, I have no idea what Bayonetta merchandise there is out there that could even equate to, because like the implication is it's 450 before merchandising, like she's merchandising, like it's going to add, it's going to double that amount. I don't know a single piece of Bayonetta merchandise, like it's a franchise that is only even known today because of Nintendo. So let's take a step back. Bayonetta 1 comes out, sells a little less than a 1.5 million copies, right? So I, the numbers that I saw were 1.35 million. Now, that is good for like a brand new IP releasing on two consoles. Like you get, you get over the million hump, that's not bad, but... It was a disappointment to the developers, uh, Platinum Games. Like they, they looked at it and they were like, that wasn't enough for like what we were trying to do. So there was a lot of like momentum behind it and everything like that. Um, you know, coming from uh, a developer of a really known action game as well, you know, an action series with Devil May Cry. And the games play very similarly. Um, so it was a disappointment at that launch. Here's another thing that, like, you know, the reason why I called this podcast Gaming's Lost Memories is there's, like, so much context. Bayonetta 2 was canceled. So, I, like, this is a franchise that's barely hanging on now. If Bayonetta 3 comes out and absolutely does tank or just isn't looking good, Nintendo's not going to keep supporting it. Like, they, I think they've shown that, <laughs> sadly, with a lot of their franchises, that if they're... It, they're not going to put resources into something that's just not going to sell, you know, like, and I, I hate to say this, like something like F zero or star Fox, like, you know, F zero just hasn't seen a game in a while. Uh, star Fox got handed around to, you know, other developers and just, they're not going to put money into something that's going to flounder. Now saying that Bayonetta two got basically canceled, you know what I mean? So like they, they weren't going to finish production of it. Nintendo came in and said, hey, we'll finish, you know, you know, we'll basically support it. Sega Sammy, they they were like, this game wouldn't have been made if Nintendo didn't come in with money. Like at the end of the day, it would have ended with Bayonetta 1. That is absolutely critical to remember at this point, because outside of, you know, Nintendo putting Bayonetta in Smash Brothers, which is smart too. So Smash Brothers and some of their other games, like if you you put that character in there, more people get to see that character. So if you do release another game, you know, or you release like Bayonetta 1 and Bayonetta 2 on the Switch, like they can be like, oh, that's the person from Smash. Like it's it's not, I hate to say this because I, I like the games. It's not popular. Like when you compare it to literally anything else in the gaming industry, it's, it's, it's a really small franchise and it's only had two games and the second one was canceled for a minute there. You know what I mean? So... At the end of the day, I firmly believe that basically everybody needs paid more. <laughs> so if, if you have a talent, you're, you're working hard, I think everybody should be paid a fair living wage. Um, so first and foremost, let me, let me state that. Here's now where it gets dicey. 
So there was a Bloomberg report that came out that said, no, no, she was offered $4,000 per session. And supposedly there was supposed to be four to six, four hour long sessions. So you're looking at, you know, a significant more amount of money. It wasn't $4,000 total, which when you watch the video, there's no other way to interpret what she said. She said, I was offered $4,000 for this. And this is, you know, almost a half a billion dollar franchise. Like I, I need more money. So that report comes out. Everybody starts kind of questioning it. You know, it's, it's getting a little weird. Cause it's like, well, $4,000 per session. And there's possibly like six sessions. That's, a, that's a lot. That's a big difference. Like you're, you're, you definitely, you know, left out details to make this company look bad. And now you're requesting a boycott. So I think at that point, she probably should have just not said anything else. Um, you know, maybe issued one of those like generic PR statements that, you know, everybody, you know, basically releases like the new voice actress basically, you know, re release something just speaking very broadly. I'm under an NDA. I can't talk about it. Platinum Games, you know, released a very generic statement too. And it's just like, that's kind of what you do in these situations. Like, hey, you know, we don't want anyone, you know, saying anything negative about the new voice actress. She's been doing great. You know, thank you so much, everybody. We're under an NDA. We can't really speak. We thank you so much for your interest in the franchise. And we appreciate your understanding during this time. Bloop. Like you just kind of spit it out, right? Uh, if I was the original voice actress, Helena Taylor, I probably, if I would have said anything, I would have said that. And I would have just slinked away because that report doesn't look good. But even worse, uh, she comes out and is like, well, that report, that's just trying to make me look like a gold digger. Her words, you know, it's trying to make me look like a gold digger or like the, then she's like, that report's not correct. They actually offered me $15,000. It's like, oh, what? That's way different. Like, where did the $4,000 come from? Like, what just happened here? So her claim and, and there's going to be, okay, Platinum Games, Nintendo, new voice actress, they're all going to be under non-disclosure agreements. And I don't know if, you know, any of you guys have had to sign those. So I've had to um, sign two of those well, technically three, uh, one for my current employment, but two of them related to the video game industry. Um, one for becoming a moderator of a website and then the other for writing for a website. I used to write uh, video game reviews and everything like that for darkstation.com, which sadly uh, shut down this year, earlier this year. Um, but, you know, you you sign those. I, I think I signed one for Darkstation. Well, anyway, I know I signed one for GameFAQs, but long story short, you sign one and like you're you're legally held that if you go out and like say anything, like you can get in trouble. So, you know, everybody involved with Bandetta 3's development can't really legally say anything. They have to be extremely careful. They, they probably have, you know, Nintendo or Platinum's lawyers like writing their statements, just to be honest. Or if they are writing their own statement, it's going through a lawyer and they're like, OK, take this part out, take this part out, take this part out. Now you can release it. So you're only going to get the other side of the, you know, Helena Taylor's side of the story. But here's the problem. She comes out and admits she lied. Like there's no other way to interpret it. Like you said, I was offered $4,000. That's not true. She came out and said, I was offered $10,000 originally. And then, you know, 
she it sounds like there was negotiations where she said she might have not been happy with that so they came back and she even said like they said thank you for your contributions we'll do another 5000 so $15,000 is substantially different from $4,000 now i know we're getting caught up on amounts and like i said originally i believe everybody should get you know paid more but you also have to understand that i'm not quite sure she understands the franchise that she's working with or working for like, this isn't Pokemon. This isn't Mario. This isn't, you know, a halo, I guess you could say grand theft auto. Like this is a struggling franchise that could potentially, if Bayonetta three is not a success, that could be it. It's already been canceled. You know what I mean? Like it, they, they Sega was basically, saying they were done with it like this it's it's not worth it it's not going to sell enough for us to recoup our development costs so this is a tricky situation but i think helena taylor should have went the pr route or you know maybe i don't i don't know she should have went the pr route or said nothing at this point because you know her claims are okay well actually i was offered fifteen thousand dollars uh, to which I declined, and then I didn't hear from them for 11 months. And like she put the developers in an odd situation, too, because they're like, um, like N- Nintendo's not giving us that type of budget. You know, they, they offered us an additional $5,000 for just the voice acting work, but like we're not going to get more money here. So they, I bet you they probably went back to Nintendo. At the end of the day, when you're doing like negotiations... If you aren't the full 100% decision maker or it's not coming from like your pocketbook, like here's my budget. Like you're not the full complete decision maker. They probably did go back to Nintendo, I would imagine. And Nintendo was like, no, the the $5,000 was us, you know, like increasing it as part of the negotiation. So yeah, this is all, this is all muddy now. And I mean, I'm, I'm very curious as to if, if they'll just in Nintendo and Platinum Games, if they'll just kind of let this die down, to be honest, release the game, see what happens, um, or if they will pursue legal action. Um, and the reason where this can get a little complicated is, you know, she did omit details and wasn't completely honest and truthful, mixed with requesting a boycott of the game, you know, with false information. So. I think at this point, you know, they might be able to take her to court. Like, I honestly don't know because I, I know with, um, you know, voice acting and, and a lot of like those types of jobs, there's a um, I, I don't know if it's just the what is it? UAG Union Actor Guild or whatever. Uh, the, she's part of a union. So everything like fully matched with the union pay, like everything was good. Like everything was completely legal, kosher, all that stuff. But I don't know. It just it it puts a black eye on the franchise right before release. And she did this, you know, intentionally. Um, She, she was trying to get the most amount of eyes right before release to make it seem like, you know, Hey, they weren't going to pay me fairly. They were treating me terribly. And, you know, and then she admits that, well, actually that's not entirely true. You know, I was, (laughs) I was uh, actually offered $15,000 um, so there, there, this is complicated. So what I would recommend, um, because like I, I read through all the statements, I watched her original video. Um, she tweeted, um, 
you know, her updates and everything like that. So you can go check everything out. This has been reported on like crazy. Uh, I've seen this like literally everywhere, <laughs> either in gaming news, like everybody's kind of like talking about it. Um, and I don't think the reviews have been released yet. Uh, so like, we don't know like, you know, how, if, if it's going to be a highly scored game or, you know, at the end of the day, like w what are Nintendo's and Platinum's expectations in terms of sales and does this impact it? And, you know, say it comes out in tanks, like, will they pursue legal action? Like who knows? So I, I just wanted to kind of like record a podcast just real quick, a little snippet and kind of cover like everything that's been said so far. Um, but as of right now, that's kind of, you know, everybody's issued their statements. It seems like there was some omission or, um, not a retraction, interestingly enough, because um, she does claim that they offered her $4,000, like at the end, like, okay, we'll do $4,000 flat rate, which that's pretty interesting too. Um, yeah, but we'll kind of see what happens. Uh, I can't ever imagine she comes back to the Bayonetta franchise. <laughs> like, I, I, It's very difficult to try to sabotage the game's release, you know, without fully correct information. So I, I can't imagine them ever asking her back. So it, it's pretty interesting. I We'll find out if the game's good, um, but it's definitely, you know, heading into its release with a lot of controversy. But I personally, I, I don't know how it's a $450 million franchise without merchandise. And one, what merchandise is there? If there is merchandise, I don't know about it. And two, that is almost half a billion dollars. That's such a, a crazy amount of money that I, I don't even know how it's calculated or where the information was received uh, because, you know, it, it, it's, it's closer to a franchise that could maybe not exist past three than it is a franchise that's half worth half a billion dollars. So, but yeah, that, that'll wrap up uh, this episode of gaming's lost memories. Uh, I'm your host, big Reed, and I look forward to talking to you again.